in a dark world filled with deceit. One united voice is crying out. Revealing the truth of God's word. It's time to expose the hidden truth. And unravel the lies. While we're living in Satan's little season. With Sister Crystal and Brother Phil. Welcome to Living in Satan's Little Season Show. We're your hosts. Sister Crystal. Brother Phil. Topic today, being manly. A biblical (laughs) command. This will be an interesting one, won't it? (laughs) Bet you never heard a sermon on that one, have you? No, not in today's age either. Well, you know, the Bible tells us we got to be manly. (laughs) And as I always do, I prove this biblically. So that's what we're going to go over. There's a phrase in our Bibles. Of course, it's not translated as manly in most most of our versions of the Bible. But that is actually what the word... This biblical word actually means, and it's a teaching that's in not only the Old Testament, but the New Testament as well, both Testaments. So we're going to go over what this word means and explain to you how important this is, especially during this dark and deep age, this wicked age that we're living in, to have this characteristic, to be manly, even if you're a woman. Okay, we're going to go over what the Greek word we're going to go over today, because this is really, this is like a word study we're having here. Right. And so, what is that Greek word that we're going on? Can you read that Greek word for me? Androzomahi. Androzomahi. Okay, that's that's kind of a long one, actually. Yeah. But, it's interesting because it's found first in the book of Deuteronomy. We're going to go there. Because, you know, this is an important, you know, passage of scripture that's first found there. Now, this actually word is only found one time in the New Testament. (laughs) But... It's found 24 more places in the Old Testament. And so this is how we figure, we reverse engineer what this word means. We can kind of figure out what's going on there. Now we're not going to go over all 25 of the places that this word is mentioned. But we're going to go over quite a few of them today. Well, it just gives you a, a roundabout collective understanding of what this word actually means. And you had said earlier that the whole description of this word actually in the Greek, is really the, the only way that you can explain this, the, the word manly. Yeah, the word manly is the, probably the best single English word to describe this word. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you see, not a single version of the Bible, except for one, right. <laughs> actually uses that word manly to describe this word. No, uh, the, the, what they'll use is fr- phrases like, be courageous, or be brave, or something of that nature. But it really does mean, be a man. But all those characteristics are of a manly man. Right. A manly man is someone that you would picture being brave and courageous and standing, uh, protecting weaker people or weaker... That's really what, in essence, what a godly man should be like. 
Well, that's true, and that's why we're going into the... We're going to do a deep dive word study, and this is how I do my research and why I find all this stuff. See, you'll never hear a sermon on this word like what I'm saying it because people don't do their don't do the research and and do what I'm doing right here. This is why you're listening to my show and not listening to some other show out there that'll just give you fluff because that's not what this show is all about. This show is not about giving you a bunch of fluff. Right. I'm I'm we're doing deep dive word searches of the original language and what these things mean so we'll understand what they what, what they mean. Right. Now, you see this word any word that has a lot of a lot of times even in English we have words like Anderson, which is actually the word when anything time you have an an at the very beginning of a prefix of an, it sometimes it'll mean man. And we have that like an Anderson means son of man, ander son. So it's son of man. That, that's right. what it's because Jesus right. actually, if he had a last name, he would be Anderson, <laughs> right? Because he's called, he called himself the son, son of, man of man many times, right? right. Okay, so. That is is how we, but we also have other words in English that also represents that, like anthropology. Right. Okay. The word anthropology is a, another word. It has an "an" in front of it, meaning that's the study of man. Right. That, that's that's what the a, a, anthropologists they study mankind, the history of man, all that the history stuff. Of right. Man, right. And that's what they're doing there. Okay. And they're studying all all that has to do with mankind. But see, it's it's study of man. That's what these right. words are. So this is why this word in the Greek has an in the front of it. That means that yeah, and also the word android, right? Which you know a lot of us have those android phones, right? right. Well, android is a mandroid, man machine, man machine. That's mm -hmm. what it is. It's a man machine. And mm -hmm. matter of fact, today's day and age, you know, they're coming up with actual real androids, which are like robotic human well, beings. But of course, they're actually made by man. Right. So in, in actually kind of the image of man. But you see, this is what, so even in our English vernacular, we have this A-N meaning man in there. And this word here that we're going to go over, which really it discusses the idea of having courage, having bravery, is actually this manly trait that, mm -hmm. that of course, the powers that be, the people that are running this world are trying to strip out of men today. Right. And all people today. And we all need to have this. Even women need to have this this trait of being courageous. But primarily, this is for the men. I'm, I'm really talking to the men primarily today because it's a characteristic of a manly trait. Right. And this is really focuses a lot on the men, but it's also, of course, everyone needs to be of good courage. Right. And so this this manly trait that the Bible teaches that we are to have, women also should need to need to have this too. Interesting to think about this because we are told to be like Christ, right? He and quintessentially practice being the most manly. Right. So he is the most manly example we have because. What he did on the cross is quintessential the example of manliness by taking someone else's punishment. Doing something for someone else so they don't have to do it in a way that's showing compassion and dignity. He was courageous. I mean, I don't know what else you explain what he did on the cross. Yep, he showed bravery and, and courage. Exactly. And this is what we all need to, need, need to exemplify in our lives, especially the men because this is a, a trait that actually deals with a manly trait. See, this is why if it's in the Bible, and this is a biblical word, that the biblical 
New Testament writers are using to describe mm-hmm. us and what we're supposed to be, then I, it, what I'm tired of is all these politically correct words. We can't use these certain words. And I'm sorry, but these words are in our Bibles. Right. And I'm not going to ignore them because they're in there. Now, let's go to the first place this word's mentioned in our Bibles. And this is in Deuteronomy. Okay, this is Moses, okay, <laughs> telling Joshua, right. of course, and we know, we know who Joshua is, right? The original Jesus, right? <laughs> because he renamed him Jesus, didn't he? Right, he did. Okay, so anyway, the original Jesus there <laughs> got a message. Okay, go ahead and read that in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verses 6 and 7 there. Be courageous and strong. Fear not, neither be cowardly, neither be afraid before them, for it is the Lord your God that advances with you in the midst of you. Neither will he by any means forsake you or desert you. And Moses called Joshua and said to him before all of Israel, Be courageous and strong, for you shall go in before this people into the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give to them, and you shall give it to them for an inheritance. He mentions that word, be manly, twice. Mm-hmm. The very beginning he says, of course they use the word, be courageous. Yeah. They, they don't use the word manly. Because see, of course, you know, even, like you say, the, the translators are all trying to be politically correct and not, you right. know, use, the, you know, these words like this. But no, that's what he, what Moses told Joshua and the congregation of Israel be ma- be manly. Be strong. Do not fear. Okay, so one of the t- these traits that we need to have, of course, right. he says that twice. He right. told Joshua to be manly tw- uh, and the congregation of the people to be manly. And then Joshua, in the next verse, we're going to go... Actually, let's go ahead and read in, just in the same chapter. We're going to go down a few more verses to verse 23. Go ahead and read that one. He says it again. And he charged Joshua and said, Be courageous and strong. For you shall bring the sons of Israel into the land, which the Lord swore to them, and he shall be with you. Okay, so again, he says, he uses that word, of course, the translator uses the word courageous here. But what that word really does mean is manly. Have these manly traits of being brave, being strong, being vigilant. This is what this word really means. Right. And it really has to do with being a man. I'm going to prove this biblically. This has to do with being growing up to, to be a man. Right. This is really what this is talking about here. Okay, so now Joshua says the same thing when he gives his speech, okay? <laughs> so this is, you know, of course, Moses giving his speech to Joshua and the congregation of the people. Now it's Joshua's turn in Joshua chapter 1 to give his speech. And we're going to read verses 6 through 9 there because he says the same thing to the people there. He was Go inspired ahead. by Moses. Yeah, he, it was definitely a, a speech inspired by Moses. He was kind of like plagiarizing Moses here a <laughs> well, little bit, you know? He, he took his <laughs> his um, teacher and repurposed his words. Be strong and of good courage, for you shall divide the land to this people, which I swore to give to your fathers. Be strong, therefore, and very courageous to observe and do as Moses, my servant, commanded you. And you shall not turn from there to the right or to the left. You may be wise in what whatsoever you may do. And the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, and you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may know how to do all the things that are written in them. Then shall you prosper, and make your ways prosperous, and then you, be, you will be wise. Behold, I have commanded you, be strong and courageous. 
Be not cowardly nor fearful, for the Lord your God is with you in all places in which you go. Okay, so he mentions that phrase, be manly, three times in. Mm -hmm. Okay, first phrase is like, they, of course, they be strong and of good courage. See, of right. good courage, that means be manly. Okay, right. they don't want to say that, be manly. But that's what he says there. And then, of course, later on, he, he says, be a very, very courageous. So they use the word. It's amazing that they have the same one English word, one one Greek word, and they're using all these little bit slightly yeah. different English phrases. Variations. Variations of that, of that to say word. something a little different. Mm -hmm. But essentially, the way they're translating it here in this version is courageous all over the place. Right. Some versions maybe use the word brave. Right. But it's the same idea behind it. It's... In other words, don't uh, man up is what he's trying yeah, to say. Don't be cowardly. Yeah, I, I need you to m be a man and man up. It's time to go out there and do this and fight right. this war. Right. And that's what they were going to do. They were going to get the job do, done yeah. like a man. David gives this commission to his son Solomon. Mm. Okay, and uses his word. Okay, because remember Solomon's going to become king, right? Right. After David, so I want you to read First Chronicles chapter twenty-eight, verses nineteen and twenty. And this word here is used, and it's interesting, this this speech that, of course, David is kind of, of course, maybe inspired by Joshua and Moses mm -hmm. to give this speech to his son, right. okay? Because remember, he's, you know, his son's going to be able to be taken over the throne, and so, yeah, he, he need, need a little pep talk going on mm -hmm. there, right? David gave all to Solomon in the Lord's handwriting, according to the knowledge given to him of the work of the pattern. And David said to Solomon, his son, Be strong and of good courage, and do it. Fear not, neither be terrified, for the Lord my God is with you. He will not forsake you and will not fail you until you have finished all the work of the service of the house of the Lord. And behold, the pattern of the temple, even his house and its treasury, and the upper chambers and the inner storerooms, and the place of propitiation and the plan of the house of the Lord. Be of good the word phrase here be of good mm -hmm. courage. He's trying to you know motivate him to be you know that yeah I know that building this you know temple for the Lord huge endeavor is going to be a, a massive um a, a, pro, a, a, a massive endeavor undertaking. Yeah, it's going uh -huh. to be a huge and I don't I think that if we ever saw this temple, I mean obviously it's something we could see now. If we ever saw this something it would rival any kind of a building that we would have on earth today. Right. It's it, the way it is described in our Bibles. And so a lot of times we go on to think to these people, oh, they're pretty backwards and they didn't really have all these, you know, power tools like we have. So all, all of our buildings are much more magnificent. No, <laughs> I don't think so. I, I think that these buildings back then, I, honestly, that they were technological marvels that would rival even anything that we have today. Honestly, they, will, they really would. He had this big job to building this massive structure. Right. And, of course, you know, be a, be a man up. <laughs> be a man and do this job. That's right. what what what, right, David, exactly. what David was telling him, okay? Now, you know, I, I use this term, you know, be a man because there is a... The, the next one we're going to go to is... This word is used actually in the book of Ruth. Right. And if you ever read the book of Ruth, you'll understand the story behind it. I'm going to give you a little backstory. Backstory, okay. Because sometimes, you know, you really don't understand what's really going on. But Naomi and her husband went off to Moab Moab, uh, because there was a famine in Israel I think, right. at the time, right? 
And so they moved away because there was a famine in the land. While they were there, their sons got married to these Moabite women. And one of them, of course, was Ruth. But what happened was while they were over there, for, they don't explain what happened, but somehow the, the two sons that are married, they're married to these Moabite women, right. die. Right, and so does the husband. And the husband dies. Right. So it's just these women that are they're left widowed. now. All three. All three of these women now uh, are widowed now. And so they're alone, widowed. And, of course, in that, that society, you know, when, you, when you're a woman and you... Um, you know, you're widowed. You, you really, you really need a man to be the provider. Right. It, it, that that culture is very that very much that way. Patriarchal. Okay? Yeah, and that that's been the way it has been through most well, of human history. Well, and that's history, the way anyway. that I think really does honor God. I think it's only in our you know society in the last couple of hundred years or so that it's been less. Well, we've been pushing women to be more like men, and this is not the way things are designed to be. But well, I, that's a whole other. Show Society maybe we'll do a show made on it that. To where women can do just as good as men. Not okay, necessarily the God example. But. So Naomi, the mother, was gonna go back home because she's like, "Well, I got nothing here. I, my husband's mm-hmm. dead. Uh, my my sons are dead, and so these two w- women, you know, Ruth daughter-in-law, and daughter in law, were like, "Okay, we'll go with you." And she and then okay, so this is where we're at now. Okay. They were wanting to come with her back home because they they got attached as a family unit. Right. Naomi was like, "There's no hope." No, don't. You need to need to find husbands here. You know, you I you know. So going to go ahead and read Ruth chapter one, verses eleven through thirteen. There, and go ahead and read that one. And Naomi said, "Return now, my daughters, and why do you go with me? Have I yet sons in my womb to be your husbands? Turn now, my daughters." For I am too old to be married. For I said, suppose I were married and should bear sons. Would you wait for them until they should be grown? Or would you refrain from being married for their sakes? Not so, my daughters, for I am grieved for you. And the hand, the hand of the Lord has gone forth against me. Okay, so here that word is used. But see, the way they translate that word manly. Well, would you wait for them that they should be grown. In other words, grown men. Mm-hmm. This is how you know. This is a, a really big hint that this really is talking about grown up to be manly, mm-hmm. to be a man. And so that's what he, she was describing. This She used this word to describe growing up to be a man. See, uh, even if he, she's trying to say, even if I had sons right now, are you going to wait for them to grow up to be men? Mm-hmm. To be manly? No, you know, obviously that would take, you know, 20 years and then you would be, you know, because they were, you know, probably, you know, young Maybe widows. Maybe in their you know. 20s. And then, yeah, you know. and so by the time they grew up, it would be too late. Right. You know, that's basically the point. But this is how, this is a, a, this is a huge clue. This is why I love going through these Greek Bibles because now I can un- really understand and narrow down exactly what these words mean. See, these give you clues on what these words mean. This word is used here to describe growing a, a, a boy growing up to become a man. Right. And him being a manly. And so that's why, I, why you we use this word manly. I'm ser- serious when I use that word. It should not be any other word but manly. Because this is what, men, what boys grow up to be. Gro- men, exactly. Grow, boys grow up to be, to be men. Exactly. And the problem with today's age is it's an attack on boys growing up to be manly. And it's thus it's also attack on God and Jesus because Jesus is the best manly example men have to follow. 
we live in a society now that we're putting down this trait mm-hmm. to be for, for men to be manly. And what I'm trying to say is to, to teach you here is this is a biblical trait and one that we need to be pushing, not mm-hmm. pushing away like the society's doing to us right now. Right. Men need to stand up to be manly, just like the Bible teaches, because mm-hmm. this is what this word means. And what I'm trying to get you to understand is it, it, we need to grow up to be men. Grow up to be strong and courageous. Right. Be vigilant, like what a man should be, and not these... Whatever we have going on now in our society today, that society's trying to reduce that down. Yeah. Push that away. What I'm trying to do is, no, no, this is a biblical trait that we need to be teaching people how to be. Brave, strong, courageous, all these all these traits that being a man would, would entail. Righteous, manly character that is described in these passages and throughout the Bible... And there were other characters in the Bible who showed righteous manliness, other good examples to, to be like, like Daniel. And Job was a manly man, and he did he lived righteously. These examples are not brought up in society much anymore or encouraged because there's an agenda to attack the manhood because in basically making, demasculizing men and, you know, putting them down. It's all about feminizing men. Making right. men more like women, making women look manly, and it's just so sad and depressing because a, a puppy will grow up to be a, a grown dog, male or female. A you know any animal in society that you can look at, it goes from an infant or a young young um, right. model of the adult model, and in humanity, young girls grow up to be women, and young boys grow up to be men. But there's an attack on young boys growing up to be men. Because it's also, it's, I think it's attack. And there's, yeah, there's attack on women growing up to be feminine right. and having that feminine traits that they're supposed to have. And this is what I'm trying to show you. No, no, the Bible teaches these different roles right. of both men and women, especially when it comes to this idea. Okay, we got, a, we got another scripture here we're going to go to. Because the next one is Hezekiah. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, this is a terrible situation to have to him because... Okay, the Assyrians are coming. They got this massive horde of an army, you know, a massive. They were the first real big, I would consider to be world empire in the world, mm-hmm. the Assyrians were. Yeah. They're the ones that actually wiped out, wiped out the uh, Israelites. Right. And that was just Judah was left now. They wiped out the northern kingdom and the, uh, of the Israelites. And now the only thing that was left was Judah in the south. And, of course, he- fortunate for, for Hezekiah that he was a righteous king. Because right. the Lord listened to him, and right. he he allowed the kingdom to survive longer. This horde of an army about ready to squash Judah. The people are pretty scared because every single country that has run into these guys has been decimated. They're like the next in line, <laughs> essentially. You know, Judah is the next in line because Israel, the, the their their relatives in the north, had already been decimated by these by these okay by Sennacherib, king of Assyria. Right. And now he was coming south and he was coming for Judah as well. Mm. Uh, First Chronicles chapter thirty two, verses five through eight. Go ahead and read that one. And Hezekiah strengthened himself and built all the wall that had been pulled down, and the towers and another wall outside, and fortified the strong place of the city of David, and prepared arms in abundance. And he appointed captains of war over the people, and they were gathered to meet to the open place of the gate of the valley, 
And he encouraged them, saying, Be strong and courageous, and fear not, neither be dismayed before the king of Assyria, and before all the nation that is with, it, with him. For there are more with us than with him. With him are arms of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to save us and to fight our battle. And the people were encouraged at the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah. Okay, so, of course, we know that actually that it did transpire that uh, an angel came down and pretty much wiped out the whole army in, mm. in one night, essentially, is what happened. And right. basically the king of Syria just went back like, like a tail between his legs back to his home country. And he was actually murdered by his brothers. Mm. Okay? Uh, you know, so his family murdered him. Um, because he lost this war so badly to, you know, so the whole point is that, but here he uses the word, be strong and courageous. Right. You, you know, obviously the people saw that massive horde of an army and they're thinking, there's just no way we can win this. But you see, the idea there is that with God on your side, you can win anything. That's why I don't want anyone to be worried. When we look at, in our world today and we mm. see the wicked forces that are running yes. this world. Yes. It seems like it's overwhelming odds for us. It seems like that we we don't stand a chance. Right. But this is why we need to be manly, and we need to trust because we have the Lord on our side. Right. You stick as close to the Lord as possible, mm. and it's the only way that we're going to survive this onslaught of wickedness that has been entrenched in our culture and society right now. Well, the true goal in being manly is to trust in the Lord. To trust in his strength to fight your battles. And we don't need to have our own strength, our own weapons, or, you know, our own authority. Because we can trust in God who has it all and at abundance for when we need it. And I think that's the whole attack. It's not just attack on men, but it's attack on God's design for how men need to be. Because he wants the men to be the protectors, to be the leaders, to be the heads of these families. And to lead their families in righteousness. And that's the goal for, for men to be as God had intended. I love this story because it really t gives us the motivation. Because we live in an age very similar to what he Hezekiah was living. Mm -hmm. That we seem like we're surrounded by a huge army of wickedness, evil people running this world. Right. We understand that you know who's running this world are, are very powerful people that... Only the Lord can take out his. Point. Amen. Okay, that we, with our strength and our power, and we're not going to have the strength and power to be able to remove the wickedness from this this evil and dark age we live in. Right. But we have a God that can do such a thing, and this is kind of like the day and age we're living in now. That you know, hey, we've got to do what we need to do. We need to be a man, be manly, mm -hmm. like the Bible teaches, and. Stand up against the forces of darkness in, the, in this realm. Well, and be not dismayed. I love that because he says that and he says that greater are the men with us. And they may not have felt that. They might have felt, wait, they have way more men. Well, but, but what he was in, saying yeah. was that, that their power or their support for their victory, because they trusted, you know, that they, they trusted in God, that that would come from God. That he would supply what they needed. And I think that's really the quintessential goal here is for men to be manly, to lead and protect and do what they need to do to trust in the Lord. Because honestly, can a human man go up against all the evil in this world? No. I mean, not by himself. 
and maybe not with lots of other manly men, but what the idea is, the strength that these manly men receive is through their faith and trust in God. Yeah, I love these stories because this gives us encouragement that, you know what, even though the odds physically aren't in our mm -hmm. favor right now, mm -hmm. we, we, we see this. we you got to understand on the spiritual realm that we are way ahead. This is what you have to look at. People look at the physical only. We need to look at the spiritual. And this is why we need to be manly because we need to think on a spiritual level and go, no, no we are on the winning side. We have a God that can defeat all this. We need to stick with him. And not with the forces. See, people are just jumping ship. Oh, well, you know, we can't win, so let's just go jump ship. No, I'm not. I'm not jumping ship. I'll fight to the bitter end with the Lord on my side, and I don't care where it, where it leads me, even uh, even to death. Right. And this is where we need to get to, folks. I love this, and this we don't have this story here. But when I think of this whole idea. Of man manliness, I think of Daniel in the lion's den. That's it's right. One of our kids' favorite stories, and I know why. Because here is a man who was righteous. He trusted the Lord. He did what was right. He was basically kind of like Joseph, kind of put in a bad situation, not of his own doing. Because Joseph wasn't wasn't wrong. He was put into jail for something he didn't do. Kind of like Jesus. Both of these are kind of like you know both of the Joseph and Daniel were like Jesus, who were basically put into a prison sentence or, you know, right. found guilty for something they didn't really do. But the idea is that, that what did Daniel do? He just prayed and he trusted in the Lord. And that is a strength that isn't necessarily a human strength. That's a spiritual strength. And that only comes from true manliness in trusting who you serve. And who is your God? Well, let's go on to another one here. Psalm, this is also mentioned in the Psalms too. Yes. Psalm 27, verse 14. Go ahead and read that one. One of my favorite scriptures. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and let your heart be strengthened. Yeah, wait on the Lord. Okay, again, be of good courage. Same thing. Be manly. You know, in other words, wait on the Lord. Be manly and let your heart be strengthened. Right. So, you know, well, I, I, I love, love that, it yeah. because it's, it's, it says twice, it's redundant, uh, wait on the Lord. <laughs> so I believe true men, true manly, righteous men will wait on the Lord. They will not be overcome with anxiousness and jumping the gun, getting the cart before the horse. That's they right. will wait for when God says the timing is right. And I think so often we see this in society that people puff up men who are not real manly men. They're not real waiting on God, trusting God to um, give them the go-ahead. They just act on their own sinful lusts and, and instincts, and they are not waiting on God. And I believe a true godly man will wait on the Lord. And it says here, yes, wait on the Lord twice. So that means maybe you have to wait twice as long if you're a godly man than if you're an ungodly man. <laughs> well, we'll have to do one on waiting down the line, you know, because <laughs> anybody who's been around, we live in a society where we don't have to wait for anything. See, and this is not a good thing. We, patience is a virtue. Yes. And we, this is something we all need, need to work on and understand. Okay, let's move on here because we're getting, you know, we, we still got a little bit more going on. Let's go to, there's one more in Psalm we want to go over. Psalm 31, verse 23 and 24. Go ahead. Love the Lord, all you his saints. The Lord seeks those that are truthful, and he recompenses them that deal very proudly. Be of good courage, and let your heart be strengthened, all you that hope in the Lord. 
Okay, again, be of good courage. That's mm-hmm. the same word. Be manly. Mm-hmm. Um, that's for everyone. That's not just for men, but for women right, too. Right. Again, again, love the Lord. You know, he, that's the, I love that scripture. That gives a whole package. Love right. the Lord and to be of good courage and be strong, be manly. Right. We we need to just be have the kind of care. See, it's, it's these character traits that is being like trying to suck out of our culture. Right. That we I'm trying to put back into our culture. Right. And we don't need to be ashamed to have these character traits. In 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 if you're a man. You need to be manly. This is a character trait that you need to have. Okay? So this is one thing we're talking about here. Now, there's one here in Micah that's kind of interesting because it describes the daughters of Zion, right? <laughs> and them to be manly. So this the daughters need to be manly too. Okay, let's go ahead and read that one in Micah chapter 4, verse 10. Be in pain and strengthen yourself and draw near, O daughter of Zion, as a woman in labor, for now you shall go forth out of the city and you shall dwell in the plain, and you shall reach even to Babylon. There shall the Lord your God deliver you, and there shall he redeem you out of the land of your enemies. Okay, so again, you know, the, the very beginning he says, be in pain and strengthen your strengthen yourself. See that word? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they translate here, strengthen yourself, but that word really just means be manly. Right. In other words, strengthen yourself is another way of just saying you need to be a man. Man up. It's time to man up. But, you know, we don't really say, oh, daughters of Zion. We <laughs> say, hey, man up, you daughters. It's like, it kind of seems like it's almost wrong way of saying something. Isn't right. It? But, no, this is what it's trying to say is, you know, it's trying to explain, you know, it's a, it's a, have these character traits that man would have. Of course, daughter of Zion would be like, you know, the people of the city and whatnot. Well, the know. idea is, is if you trust in God. If you have a relationship with the Almighty God and Creator, then you will instinctively want to be courageous and want to be manly in the essence of that definition to stand up to do what is right. Too often, God is attacked. God's word is attacked. God's characteristics are attacked. And we're told to be like God, like Jesus. And Jesus was manly. God's characteristic is to be manly and courageous. Because if you're not courageous, what are you? You're cowardly. And when we've done the studies before, the cowardly will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's right. See, this is one of the things, the reason why we're doing is because the cowardly will not, that's one that's going to be outside of New Jerusalem. Right. This is why this is a character trait. It's the only way to get in and be a citizen of that city. And this is why we're bringing this up right now. Because the people that aren't manly aren't making it in. Simple as that. Okay? This is why we need to stick with close to the Lord, do His will. Now, we're going to go over one more scripture. And this one is the only one that's found in the New Testament, written by Paul, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13. And we're going to read this one in a number of different versions. Because there's a number of different ways, of course, these you know translators all translate these words and everything. So go ahead and read that first one there. Watch. Stand fast in the faith. Be brave. Be strong. Okay, so again, the idea, they translate that one, be brave. The same word, is the idea is be right. manly, you know. Right. And this is kind of like a final instruction for that the church of Corinth, Corinth there. Right. You know, so it's actually for all of us too. Okay, so that's why, you know, this is a good 
final instruction for every one of us too that we need to, to be this way as well. Now let's go ahead and read this in another version here. Um, and, and what I have a few Septuagint versions I want to read this in that kind of have a slightly different translation of that one. Why don't you go ahead and re read it again here? So watch, stand fast in the faith, be courageous, be strong. Okay, the other, you know the other one said to be brave, mm -hmm. and this one uses the word to be courageous. So right. the, the idea is to be courageous. There's another one that uses it too. Go ahead and read that that third one there. So stay awake, stand firm in the faith, carry on as men, and grow mighty. Okay, that's a little closer. Yeah. Carry on as men. See, again, you know, we wouldn't say this, you know, this is not really a popular way of phrasing it, but I like I like these Septuagint um, translations sometimes because they'll sometimes, they'll understand, it's like, no, nah, no, nah, that word really has to do with, you know, being manly or be, being a man. Mm -hmm. But there is a translation that I love that actually uses that word, be manly <laughs> here, okay? And it's the last one we're going to read. Um, and let's go ahead and read that, read that, last, that last one. Be vigilant. Stand firmly in the belief. Be manly. Be fortified. I love that. <laughs> be manly. This is what we need to be, especially in this dark age we live in. Yes. Okay. So you know, I, just in conclusion, I just want—I just want to go over this little word study, showing you this is important for us to know and understand, especially in this age where they're trying to make you feel less than human, mm -hmm. less than who you are. Trying to, especially for you men out there, right. who are feel like, man, I, I feel like I've just been emasculated. Right. Which is what they're trying to really do in our mm -hmm. culture and society. Treat men like garbage and dirt where they're not really needed anymore. Right. And they so, can be easily replaced by women or by an android. Right. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to say, no, no. God has a plan and purpose for every person. Right. And our society is trying to... to is trying to attack that because we live in a very dark deceptive age we must be vigilant we must be manly <laughs> we must be fortified standing firm in the faith doing everything in love not only because it's biblical but because it glorifies god join or contact us at satanslowseason.org This is a non-copyright, living in Satan's little season production.